All right, good morning, my friend. I just got to my location here in uh, Superior, kind of turning around here so you kind of see where I'm at. Right over my shoulder there is the entrance to Costco over there. And uh, then on this side behind me is the entrance to Whole Foods. And this is uh, Marshall, the street that I'm on in Sycamore here in Superior, Colorado. It's the next city leaving Boulder, but it's a different city, has a different spirit, has a different situation going on. So we got here about uh, three minutes early. I thought I was gonna be really late uh, because there was a lot of things going on this morning, but uh, we uh, got it all done, I guess, and the Lord got me on the 10.30 bus, and I was able to get here by 11 o'clock. So let me set this down and put my banner up and uh, uh, get the scripture short started and then our sermon for the day. All right, see you in a few minutes or whatever the case may be. I love you, man. Bye. Superior. Welcome to the channel. Uh, if you're new here, uh, thank you very much for uh, checking me out. I'm a street preacher and a founding pastor to uh, Gospel Evangelist Church out of Boulder, Colorado. Uh, we're here in the state of Colorado. Uh, this church is called to the entire state. So because of that, uh, I travel to, right now we're traveling to 16 different cities inside of Colorado. I don't travel outside of the state and uh, we kind of focus all of our effort here in this state and uh, our main uh, headquarters, I guess you'd say, our main hub or where the main church is, is in Boulder. And uh, we reach out from there. So this is Superior. This is the next city outside of Boulder. It's one of the 16 cities. And uh, we are building our church using a gospel banner. I'm a street preacher. been preaching in the out on the public arena out where the centers are, as, as T.L. Osborne would say, out where the centers are. Love that book. He wrote that a long time ago. And uh, a lot of people don't know who T.L. Osborne is, but uh, you ought to check him out. He and his wife, Daisy, of course, they passed away several years ago. And uh, we, uh, uh, I've been in the trucking world for most of my life. I started when I was 23 years old with an, as an owner-operator and I ran my own trucks for about 10 years, and then I sold my last truck, my third, uh, my last truck, and uh, went to work with a company and stayed at that company for about 25 years, off and on, but a total of 20 years of actual driving, and then uh, about five or six years of uh, missionary work. So I started there in 89 and retired in 2017. I retired April 22nd 
uh, 12 noon on Saturday when I came into the truck yard on, uh, in 2017, a 63 and a half, and uh, came to Boulder seven to 10 days later, 10 days later, and 11 days, something like that, and uh, started uh, the ministry here in Boulder, and uh, we've been going strong for over four years. Uh, first year was kind of slow, didn't quite know. Actually, first 11 months was quite slow. I didn't know exactly what the Lord wanted me to do. And uh, after several months of praying, uh, we got started in what the Lord wanted us to do this time around. This is my seventh attempt to build Gospel Evangelist Church. Yeah, how about that? Some people try one time and they quit. Uh, some people try two or three times, they quit. Well, are you willing to try six times and then do it one more time the seventh, uh, hoping that, that this time uh, you've learned what you're supposed to learn so you can do it correctly? Well, that's me. <laughs> I'm not a quitter. I just keep on keep on trucking, as you'd say in the trucking business. You just keep on trucking, man. You keep the greasy side down and the shiny side up, and you keep it between the lines, and you should be okay. <laughs> you know, you should be okay. And uh, just keep your eyes on the mirrors, make sure you know what's around you, and you keep your eyes on the gauges, and uh, you just be alert for what's around you. You don't daydream, you don't look at your cell phone, you just stay attentive to your driving. Pay attention, pay strict attention to your driving. Very important, <clears throat> very, very important, especially with a big rig, long haul truck of over 3 million miles in the 40 years of trucking. So it's very important to stay, stay, stay uh, aware of what you're doing around you. Just like out here on the street, I've learned years and years ago, decades ago, I need to be alert to all the things that are going around me. Really important. I've been on six missionary trips, been in 23 countries, and I know that uh, the devil uh, can send people can cause that can cause harm in your life. So you wanna be alert all the time. Not fearful, that's not what I said. I said just being aware and alert moving by the peace of God, and uh, everything will work out just fine. So let's pray. So Lord, I thank you that we can come out to the street. We're not to be afraid of the street. We don't have to be afraid of people. We don't have to be afraid of man. We don't have to be afraid of Satan. We don't have to be afraid of his devils. And I thank you, Lord, that we can have the armor of light on. We can put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We can put on the whole armor of God. And we can move by faith. We can be filled with the Word of God. We can have eyes to see, we can have ears to hear, and we can have a heart to understand what's going on around us, and we can be a soldier for Christ, an ambassador for you, Lord Jesus, out here on the street, out where the people are, out where the sinners are, who need Jesus. And we praise you, Lord. And we give you all the glory, Father, for what you're gonna do on this sermon and out here on the street today, here on uh, August 14th, 2023. In your name, Jesus, amen and amen. All right, so, uh, uh, we preach from the Sunday prayer letter in our church, Gospel Evangelist Church, writes a Sunday prayer letter, is what we call it, and it goes out every Sunday morning. If you want to subscribe, that would be great. It goes out in email format, and it's also on our website, and usually I put the website somewhere in the video here so you can see it. Also, below the video, on every single video, is all my contact information. I'm not hidden. I'm not secret. Everybody knows how to get a hold of me. Even my phone number is there someplace. Just gotta look around. I'm not gonna make it, you know, shout it from the rooftops, but if you're interested, you can find it. I'm not hidden. I'm not hidden at all. Even my private mornings that were always personal and private to me and God are now visible on, uh, on uh, to the world, <laughs> to the world, uh, during our Sunday morning classes, Sunday morning classes. And uh, 
Boy, I'm supposed to advertise that. Uh, hang on, sorry, hang on a second, hang on. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I don't like doing this, that's why I on purpose forget it. <laughs> and the Holy Ghost says that uh, you forgot your book. Uh, so let me uh, set this here. So I need to make a mention of this. This is the uh, True Study. This is Gospel Evangelist Church, GEC. True Study. First book. We have the first book, second book, third book, fourth book. That'll cover the first year of going through the New Testament three to four times per day in all kinds of different uh, facets of your life. Then we'll have uh, five, six, seven, and eight. The second year, and that'll be through the entire Bible, starting from the Old Testament. Actually, we'll probably start again at the New Testament, go through that again, and we'll finish in the Old Testament. Probably is how it's gonna go. I don't know that for a fact, uh, but uh, we're going with another, anyway, that's what we're doing. And uh, so that's, this is the back of it here, and uh, is basically, the first part of it, the sorry, I had to do all this. The first part of it has uh, instructions on how to use it. It's not a book, of teaching the Word of God. Uh, what we do in this book, the idea with this book, is to, is to get you into the Bible with the Holy Ghost, where the Spirit of Truth can teach you the Word of Truth, not, teach, not me teach you. Uh, that's not what I want. I want God to teach you His Word, the Word of God, to be taught by the author, not by somebody who's read it one time. Of course, I've read it more than one time, but that's what I'm referring to. So many uh, people do not want to read the Bible. They don't have time to read the Bible. Uh, they rather just uh, uh, hope that their pastor will cover the Bible in good enough terms that they can make it through life. But times are changing. Times are changing. We know that. Uh, back in the 60s and 70s, that was a fair, pretty famous song, The Times Are Changing, or something like that. And uh, that guy uh, was a drug addict, and uh, people loved him. He sang that song, and he died early in life. And a lot of other people who uh, claimed that they knew all about time, uh, they also died. Uh, but you don't want to follow those people. You don't want to follow liars and cheaters and thieves. Yeah. And sometimes those type of people are clothed in famous clothing with famous names and sometimes in very famous buildings. So you have to be alert to what's going on in the world today. Satan is very active and he's uh, really uh, cranking up the volume on what he's doing. You know, it's not getting brighter, it's getting darker. And so a lot of the tools and techniques and the methods and things we used to do 20, 30, 40 years ago. I've been preaching for 50 years. Next year, 50 years I'm preaching. Things have changed over the years. You know, so I'm not stuck 50 years ago. Well, this is how we've done it for 50 years. Why do I got to change? Times change. Times change. So you have to change with the times. If you don't change with the times, you die on the vine. And God cuts you off, throws you in the fire. Sorry about that. Once saved, always saved is a lie. Sorry, sorry, I, I'm sorry, I hate that. I hate it when I say that, I just literally detest it, but it's a fact, and uh, it's just one of those things. And uh, dead branches will be cut off and will be thrown in the fire. <clears throat> so this book gets you away from trying to listen to people and gets you to listening to God in His Word. 
right, in his word. And uh, uh, basically, uh, has a, it's a logbook format, a logbook format, and you actually log your time in the word of God and lots of different things going on. So the book is selling only at print cost. $9.27 is what the book patch charges us to print this book and put a spiral on it and put a nice cover on it. And, uh, and then with that $9.27, uh, they charge a handling charge and uh, a couple dollars and then a, uh, a shipping charge. And just, just use the media. It's the cheapest. It's only a few dollars for the media. And, uh, but all the profit potential that just about everybody adds to their book uh, we're giving away to help pay for your handling and your shipping costs. So instead of charging the full price, 100% of the price, and then tacking on shipping and handling after that, uh, we've reduced it all to just the print cost. Just the print cost. So there's no profit at all in this book for us. Plus, on top of the book, we're giving away an online live stream class every day, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m., one hour every single day, Monday through Friday. We just had our 14th class today, and uh, we'll go all the way. Right now, we're in a session of 65 classes, so this was just, we just finished 14 of 65. And then, once I get closer to the 65, uh, the Lord will let me know if I'm supposed to continue or not. But right now, I sense in my spirit that He's uh, kind of... Uh, asking me, if, would you be willing to keep on going with the class? Uh, so, but that's a lot of work on my part, but it's all free. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people take free. They literally take it. And, uh, you know, uh, taking's fine, I guess, but it's also good when you receive something to give something. It really is. You know, you're giving your time. Yes, we all give our time, but you know, how many hours are in this book and producing it? Uh, how many hours am I going to give? I'm going to give 65 hours of my life. How much is my time worth? And, uh, and not just that, but I pray for the class. I pray for the people. So what I'm saying there is that if I sow spiritual things, uh, according to the Bible, uh, we can look for the physical re uh, results thereof. Needs being met, things like that. So uh, just... Throwing that out there to everybody. Uh, I'm not asking for anything. Please don't get that in your mind. But Paul was very clear in the scripture that it's not about us receiving. It's about you, the giver, in your account in heaven. Uh, my account is pretty full. <laughs> no doubt about that. I've been doing this full time, all the time, for 50 years in the trucking business. And uh, my account's very full. I fill it up every single day. It's, I'm always depositing to my account in heaven, which is what we'll be rewarded for once we get there. This is not salvation. Don't get works mixed up with salvation. Salvation is a free gift. You receive it, and if you don't want to do anything, you don't need to do anything. You just got to stay inside of Jesus Christ, keeping his commandments, and you endure to the end, and you'll go to heaven. Now, when you go to heaven, and if that's that type of person, you are that type of person, uh, you won't have anything but salvation. Now, that sounds pretty good, but when you see all the other multitudes of people receiving great rewards for all the gold, silver, and precious stones that they've lived up in heaven, the treasures in heaven, uh, you're going to wish you would have done something for Jesus Christ the whole time you were alive on earth. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let me put this away. Let me, what do I do? I do with this? Hang on a second.
I didn't want to throw it on the ground there. I mean, I know the Bible's there, but uh, anyways, that's my little commercial there. I'm sorry about that. That's good. I have to do that. Holy Spirit wants me to do that. <clears throat> so this is Thursday, part five in our Sunday prayer letter that I mentioned. I'm going to move you over just a little bit because I got to stay in the shade, kind of like yesterday's video. Had to stay in the shade because that sun is really, really hot. But I'll be in the bit. Well, I'll be with the banner here just a little bit once I'm done with this. All right. So uh, our Sunday prayer letter came out on Sunday, and it was titled "Increased in Number Daily." That's Acts chapter 16, verse 5. We're going through the entire book of the book of Acts. We started on the day of Pentecost, Sunday, the day of Pentecost, and the Holy Ghost had us start in uh, the book of Acts. And go, we're going all the way through all 28 chapters, one chapter per week. And it's been a really great time. So right now we're in chapters uh, 16, and, um, and we're in the theme for this year called Signs, Wonders, Miracles, praise worship how about that that's pretty cool and our letter we have seven parts so this is part five thursday and we're going to do acts 16 verse 25 through 31 acts 25 through 31 let's pray real quick so Lord, I thank you that we can open the Word of God. I thank you, Lord, that we have ears to hear the Word of God. We have a heart to understand as you speak to us through your Word. And we have um, eyes to see the Word. Not just hear and see and understand, but we can actually do the Word of God. Just like today, we're going to do the Word of God out on the street, out where the public is. Not in our private little club like we had on Wednesday. Wednesday is like our private club, but we don't live in our private club, Lord. We come out to the street and we bring the Word of God out where the people need it the most. Yeah, thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know why I said that, but uh, I'm always, the Bible said, you know, my house will be called a house of prayer. You want to be a man and woman of prayer. Always be praying. Be praying, be praying, be praying. Always be talking to God. Quit be thinking about all kinds of other stuff in your life. Have your thoughts on God. Have your thoughts on God all the time. When your thoughts are on God, guess what's going to happen? Things are going to come out of your mouth. And you're going to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for doing what you're doing. I praise you, God, for what, everything in my life. I, and you're just worshiping and praising God all the time. Always thanking God. You're living in thanksgiving in your life. That's the will of God for all of us, to live in thanksgiving. That's the will of God, to be thankful in all things. All right? I'm thankful to be here in the hot sun in September. All right? Verse 25. No, is that what it is? 25. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. I'm going to, sorry, 31. Verse 31, right down there. Okay, let me just read this and I'll come back and talk about it. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do your thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas. 
and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved, and thy house. Let's pray. So Lord, I thank you for the reading of your word, and I thank you, Lord, that getting saved is a real simple act. It's a childlike faith of believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so if you heard that, and you're not born again, you're not saved, if you died tonight, do you have the assurance in your heart that you'd go to heaven? And that's either a yes, I have the assurance, or no, I don't have the assurance. And if you say anything else, uh, like I hope so, uh, I think so, or maybe, uh, well, I'm believing so. I mean, anything else but a yes is, anything other than a yes is probably a no. Because assuredness is what Jesus gives us when we receive him as Savior, right? So when I got born again back in uh, 1974, 73, 74, 19 and a half or 20, back in Vietnam on board Navy ship USS Regal, R-I-G-E-L, AF-58, Somewhere in the world, I don't know where I was, but I was on, we were on board ship, and uh, I prayed in my bunk, and I said, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. I was born again at that very moment. A miracle happened. I was converted, and I became a new creature in Christ, and I have never, ever doubted, not one single iota of doubted that I wasn't saved. There was absolute conversion, absolutely born again. And I've been telling my testimony for all these decades. It's even written on the back of my gospel track. So know your testimony. If you don't have a testimony, you might not be saved. I've had too many people in my life, too many of all these decades, tell me, especially Catholic people, tell me, well, I've always believed in God. I've always known God. I always knew God. Well, knowing God, doesn't get you to heaven. Sorry, Paul and Silas didn't say, well, just know God and you'll be okay. Sorry, the devil knows God, but the devil can't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. Sorry, doesn't happen. You can know God all you want. You can know the Bible, cover to cover. Yeah, you can be able to teach the Bible. You can write books about the Bible. You can teach classes about the Bible. But if you've never confessed Jesus Christ and believed on the Lord as your Savior and been born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. Sorry. You can, doesn't matter. You can gripe and complain all you want, but that's a fact of the matter. And anyone can pray and say, Jesus, save me. It's an act of our faith in our heart. You believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth that Jesus, to save you. And you know, you say all kinds, everybody should say something else. You should not go to a church and have somebody say, repeat after me, and then repeat this prayer. Okay, now you're saved. You know, that, that's, you know, you want the people to pray on their own. Now, now in some churches, what they do, they do that, and then the counselors will take them backstage or in another room, and then the counselor or the minister will lead them in a, their own sinner's prayer, and they'll they'll really receive Christ and they'll get a teaching of what that what just happened. And that happens a lot too. It happened in Bethel Church where I'm from. And uh, so uh, that's why it's important if you went forward in to receive salvation in your church this last Sunday, uh, you hopefully you did not just go back to your chair, your seat or your pew. You went with the counselor or the minister and you got a Bible and some teaching and some prayer 
and uh, whatever else you might need. And uh, you, the counselor, the teacher, the minister uh, also allowed you to pray again and to uh, commit your life to Jesus Christ. Amen? And then after that, you should receive, uh, you should sign up and get baptized in water. Uh, it's really important to God. Jesus talked about that. We need to be baptized in water. Uh, it confirms our faith. It confirms our life in Christ. It's all about being uh, buried in Christ and resurrected with Christ. It's kind of a symbolic gesture that shows the world. And also, after receiving that, you should also uh, believe and have people lay hands on you or pray over you to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you want that too, because you need the power of God to be a part of your life. Uh, that's different. That's you know. So there's three baptisms in a sense. Baptism means to be immersed. And the first time is when you confess Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit takes you out of the world, takes you away from Satan's kingdom. It pulls you out of that darkness and puts you into the light of God, into the family of God, and immerses you into the family of God. That's how you're born again, from one family to another family, from an old creature to a new creature in Christ. In Christ. In means baptized inside of water. Not sprinkled, but in Christ. Then the second is baptized with water. It's not in this, it's the two and the three are not in order could be you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and then you're filled with the Holy Ghost and then you're baptized in water but generally speaking people are usually baptized with water so you go in the water right be baptized in water and you come up out of the water right same way in Christ uh, the Holy Ghost puts you in the Spirit of God and fills you so that Jesus says uh, that uh, I am in the Father and the Father is in me same thing happens so the Holy Ghost fills us and we are in the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, which is, uh, which is Jesus' Spirit, which is God's Spirit, right? And that provides us power to say no to the devil, to overcome the temptations of this world. You need power. Without power, you cannot really, truly preach the Word of God. You really cannot truly uh, uh, cast out devils. And, you know, you can preach, because God, and, but, uh, uh, and you cannot lay, I mean, you need the power of the Lord to be present in your life to do many of the works of the ministry, all right? So uh, that's what I'm referring to, all right? All right, so let's go back into your, uh, now I said all that, I don't know why I said all that, so for somebody out there, remember a lot of people watch this over time. In fact, in fact, I need to do one more thing, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> Every video is different, and I don't mean to be kind of goofy like this, but uh, I have to be obedient to the Spirit of God. And I get talking, and I get all mixed up sometimes, but then the Spirit of the Lord kind of says, oh, do this, you forgot to do this, this is what I want you to do. So here's what he wanted me to do, is he wanted to bring, I wrote some numbers down in my book here, I went over to get my book here, and it says, as of this morning, at 9.15 this morning, uh, we had, in our class, uh, just so people know, we had 98 new viewers. 98 new viewers are viewing our class. We have 86 students returning to the class. And we have a total right now of just the 14, 13, actually 13 uh, lessons, uh, 508 views, 508 times uh, our class has been viewed. Okay, so the, the class is getting out there. Uh, also, the Lord wanted me to bring up in the last 28 days uh, what our channel has been doing 
because uh, we're talking about touching people for heaven. So as of uh, this morning, in the last 28 days, our channel has had 6,000 views, 6,000 unique views. Uh, we've had uh, this last 28 days, uh, 370 hours of viewing time, 370 hours, that's a lot of hours in 28 days. And we've had 62,000 uh, impressions that uh, impression is the thumbnail. So YouTube has taken my thumbnail 62,000 times and spread it around their network. So uh, we're reaching people and uh, uh, it's pretty interesting what's going on. Anyways, Lord wanted me to do that. I'm not gonna go over there again. I'm just gonna see if I could put the book right here. Will it stay there? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> All right. So just wanted to give you those stats for those who are a number of people like myself. The only idea about the numbers is God's keeping numbers, so we keep numbers. If God doesn't keep numbers, then why would we keep numbers? Our hairs on our head are even numbered. Does God care about the hairs on your head? I supposedly, because he says he's, he numbered every hair. So, I mean, it's pretty interesting what God is doing. So we ought to listen up to the boss listen up to our dad and say hey you know if you're doing that dad maybe i should do that too all right so verse 25 in acts 16 and at midnight paul and silas prayed and sang praises unto god at midnight that's pretty late that's 12 o'clock at night that's dark no lights no candles burning no torches burning they're in the inner prison their feet are in stocks they're chained up They've been beaten that day, and they've been cast into the inner prison. They weren't sleeping. They weren't griping. They weren't complaining. They were not murmuring. They're, Why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to me? Ah, oh, woe is me. I'm so, why does God hate me so much? I heard that, I hear that on the street. All my life I've heard it, not just once or twice. I mean, I've heard it. So many times I just click turn off, you know. <clears throat> well, Paul and Silas were not doing that, you know. Because at midnight, they were probably praying earlier than that. Maybe thinking about God, who knows? Maybe they're talking about what happened. I don't know what happened. <clears throat> but the prisons, all the prison cells were full of prisoners. Then at midnight, they began to pray out loud and saying praises out loud they didn't go they didn't quietly pray oh i don't want to wake the prisoners they didn't care about the prisoners they didn't care about anything they were going to pray out loud to god almighty and they were going to sing praises to god with all their voice with all their power with all their might yeah they weren't just oh we want to be silent in church we're a conservative church. We don't pray out loud. We don't raise our hands. We can't dance before the Lord. Oh no, we can't do that. We're conservative. Birth. I've been in a lot of churches like that. You know what Preacher John does? When I hear that, I jump up. <laughs> I raise my hands. I do that in Catholic churches. Sometimes I've had to go to Catholic church because there's no other church around. All right, I'll go to Catholic Church. And I raise my hands and I praise God out loud in the Catholic Church. Not a soul bothers me. Nope. Nobody does, says a word to me. That's a great witness. 
Yeah, great witness. And then when you walk outside, sometimes, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes one of the parishioners will come by and says, man, I appreciate you doing that. That got me excited. Really? Praise God. And my truck will be sitting out there because I'm trucking on Sundays, and I'll get back in my rig and roll on down the highway. <laughs> I've done that lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of times. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. That's why we know, I'm going to move you all, that's, it's hot, sorry, it's hot. That's why we know that, see last time I did it over there in the shade, alas, alas, that we know that how they were doing it, they weren't quietly conservative, no. Because we know who Pilate Silas was because of the previous sermon, previous text we read, that they troubled the city. The city was in uproar for what they were teaching, what they were preaching. Yeah, they were troubling their city. Just like a sister in Colorado Springs says, sometimes we trouble our family, you know? Oh well. Midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Really important to get that. Sometimes when God wakes you up in the middle of the night, don't just say, oh, Lord, why did you wake me? I need to go, I need to get my sleep. I need to get my eight. <laughs> you know, I didn't get my eight last night. Uh, I didn't get it last night. I was up at 4.30 this morning, laid in bed for another 40 minutes, praising God, kind of dozed off and on. Then at 10 minutes to six, my extra 10 minutes the Lord gave me, uh, I got up, you know, began worshiping the Lord, I mean, it's just a great, great, great morning. And all you who are not participating in our live stream class are missing some very interesting interactions with the Spirit of God. Yeah. Everyone who's watching, and we have dozens and dozens of people who are not a part of our class, which should be, should be, should be. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, oh, how about that? Suddenly, was it five days later? It was suddenly. How sudden is sudden? I don't know, you know? How long were they praying? How long were they singing praises to God? Doesn't say, but after they prayed enough, after they sang enough, and God heard enough, he said, all right, let's take care of business. And the angel came down from heaven, and guess what happened? Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. Who do you think made the earthquake? Do you think there, now see, somebody who doesn't believe in Christ, doesn't believe in God, doesn't believe in the Creator. Oh, that was a tremor. That was because the prison happened to be on a fault uh, line, and there was a uh, earthquake of some sort. I mean, all kinds of silliness people are. No, the angel of God came down and shook that prison, causing an earthquake. Well, the earthquake caused the prison, anyways, however it worked out. God did it. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. A great, it wasn't a tremor. It was a great earthquake. Because the prison had, anyways, I'm gonna go for Great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. You think about prison foundations. Oh, wow. Oh, we just had a hornet's nest fall from the, man, oh man. Right, they didn't come around me. This is the season where sometimes hornets, big you know, bees, will be in the thousands. 
Okay, they all left. Sorry, I didn't mean a little interruption there, but they just fell right there. All together, big clump, and they all left. Wow. I was stirring up the hornet's nest, preaching the gospel. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Okay, so think about the foundation of a prison. Think about, drive down the old prison, go down to the old downtown and look at the foundation of the prison. Think about that big rock and those big boulders and uh, how deep the foundation is. And, and think about that, man, if the earthquake was so great that it literally broke up the foundation of the prison in such a way, great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were open. All the doors were open. When it says all, it means exactly that. There was not any door that was left closed. What does that say? It points back to another Bible verse. Every verse points to another verse. That's why I tell people, don't buy, don't buy a Bible that is chain referenced. You chain reference the Bible yourself, right? Where would you chain reference this one to? What door God has opened, no man can shut. So God opened this door, this prison door, no man's gonna shut it. Reason why they couldn't shut it, <laughs> maybe they did, but the prison doors, the prison foundation was shaken, broken. So that means that the prison bars or however they built the prison in those days, uh, the doors couldn't be shut anymore. That means God opened it and no man can shut it. They might have had to condemn that prison and rebuild it. I don't know. I mean, think about it. What God has opened, no man can shut. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? You have to go find that verse, and then you write that verse by this one, and you go over there, you take on that verse, you write it over here. That's Acts 16, uh, 26, or 20, whatever it is, 626. And you chain reference the Bible yourself. I've done that dozens and dozens of times. Probably, well, not me dozens, probably a dozen times. Yeah, 10, 12 times. In different Bibles, okay? I've been through a lot of Bibles in my time, <clears throat> okay? The, immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed. The bands around their feet, the stalks around their feet. That's what it says. Their bands were loosed. The band that goes around the foot, it fell off. See, is that a miracle? Yeah, that's a miracle. Well, that's what's called as a miracle. How did the miracle happen? Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God. Once you pray, once you pray, and you believe that you receive what you just pray, you stop praying. You don't keep praying that over and over and over. That's that vain repetition, because that vain repetition tells God that you doubt. You have doubt in you, and with doubt, God's not going to sanction or order, not going to validate that doubt. You pray by faith that what you just prayed is the desire of God, and once you've prayed it, you say amen, and now you turn from that prayer. God, that prayer is up in God's throne. Now God has to deal with it, if, however he does, and then you turn, and now you begin to praise God. You praise God and you live in praising God. You praise God, praise God, praise God, you praise God. You praise God, you praise God. <laughs> Somebody has the window rolled down and they're screaming on the phone. Crazy, isn't it? The anger in people's lives, how sad.
We just bind that devil in her in Jesus' name. So he began praising God. And in praising God, there's no room for doubt. There's no room of, uh, well, maybe I didn't pray it right. Maybe I didn't understand the verse right. Maybe I didn't say this right. None of that. In praises of God, there is something happening that is preparing you to receive the answer to your prayer. See, what I talk, let me say this. What I talk all the time is how to get you pointed to God, not to me. I'm highlighting how to get to God. And unfortunately, many churches have stopped doing that because it's all about them and their church and their building. And, you know, inflation has hit every church. Uh, health issues hit every church. We have, they have all kinds of financial problems. People are not giving like they used to because groceries are costing more and gas and cars and homes and everything's costing more. So where does the money come from? They take it from the church, the tithe that they usually would give, and they spend it on themselves. So every all pastors, not all, but many church pastors who are not a part of a major denomination, worldwide denomination, is financially suffering. So I think that's great because what happens is it reveals to them, the pastor, and to the congregation where their attention truly is. And if the pastor is always preaching about worldly stuff, then you know that their attention is not on God. It's not on God. It's on the world. And if you preach the world over and over and over again, you're going to get what you're sowing because God's not going to be mocked. What you sow, that's what you're going to reap. Now, it might look good in the beginning, but understand, God's not a one-day God. Now, God's not on one day and off another. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. He's everlasting. He's an everlasting Father. He never was created. He always was, always is, always will be. But you won't unless you have Jesus Christ. All right? So... That's how you get your prayers answered. I mean, I talked about that in class. And uh, a lot of people have come in and says, oh, I need prayer. Would you pray for me? You know, I don't, I tell you what. I'm one of those guys who knows how to pray, who prays and receives answers to my prayer. Never has God said, uh, don't come to me to, for your prayers. Go to people and ask them to pray. See, I'm not in that realm. I'm not now, when I was a Catholic, I would do that. I would go to so-called an idol called Mary, the idol Mary, <laughs> a god called Mary, actually a devil. And I would pray the rosary, you know, because I was Catholic, 25 years. And uh, not anymore, that was a long time ago, 20, you know, 40, 50 years ago. Anyways, uh, and, or I would go to person. See, people, all, now, it's okay to ask for prayer. Jesus said, always said, what do you want me to do for you? He said, give me your prayer request. So that's okay to do that. But every single person shouldn't be doing that. It's only an occasional situation in really tough situations. And what is tough? Well, tough means uh, you may not have enough faith to pray that. Because if you don't have enough faith to pray, 
Oh man, if you don't have enough faith to pray, uh, then you really have to ask somebody else to join with you. So their faith will join with your faith and you can pray. Boy, I just, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm just pouring my heart out and I can, just see, I can just feel God just pulling out of me, pulling out of me and delivering. And uh, it just, and I'm pouring my life out and uh, it's, it, it's struggling, it struggles me. Because um, it just hit me that uh, I've been fasting up till now. I'll, I'll be fasting till later on this afternoon. And uh, uh, all of a sudden my body started telling me, hey buddy, uh, we're hungry down here. <laughs> we haven't eaten all day since uh, yesterday afternoon. Uh, yeah, well, hang on. <laughs> I'm gonna give this time to God. Anyways, <clears throat> everyone's band was open and everyone's bands were loosed, okay? 27, and the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep. Now, well, my question is, why didn't the earthquake wake him up? Why didn't the earthquake, because it didn't say the earthquake woke him up. It says here that, and the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep seeing the prison doors open. So maybe the angel said, hey, buddy, wake up. And then he woke up. And then he looked and said, oh, all the prison doors are open. He couldn't see into the prison cell because it's so dark. It's dark, but he saw the doors were open. And then he supposed, right, it says here, waking and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword, would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled because he was given an order. And Romans are very strict. You don't do your job, you die. Like in wartime. It was taught us in wartime on Vietnam, taught in wartime, if you fall asleep on your watch, you can be shot right there on the spot. Yeah, you can be court-martialed or shot. Very important because that watch is critical to the safety of the crew of the ship. Military takes stuff serious, very serious, because our life is on the line. The 90 of us got out of boot camp, 87 went straight to Vietnam. 87 of the 90 went straight to Vietnam. Every order said Vietnam, 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 Vietnam. Three went someplace else. The Vietnam War was still going on. We didn't know it was gonna end. Now it is, oh, didn't it end just, yeah, but we didn't know it was gonna end a year and a half later. How are we gonna know that? It's been going on for 20 years, you know, whatever's been going on, yeah, 15 years, whatever. You don't know that. Go back in the Bible here. <clears throat> would have drew out a sword and would have killed himself, supposing the prisoners had fled. But Paul, listen to this, Paul, was moved by the love of God in this situation right here. Because if Paul had hatred in his heart for those who, uh, who whipped him, flagged, flogged him, or whatever you want to call that, laid stripes on him, he had hatred for the magistrates, had hate for people, he would have not done what he's going to do next. I'm going to move you over. I hope that's okay. He would have not done this next part here. It says right here. 
But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm. Do thyself no harm. He could have stayed silent, and that, that keeper of the guard, keeper of the prison, would have killed himself. Paul could have said, Good, my enemy's dead. That's a, that's a message to a lot of street preachers. You need to have the love of God. You can preach a hard fire and brimstone message. I did that for my first 10 years. Hard, fire, penny from sin. But that message has to come out of a heart filled with the love of God. Really important. And all too often when I was doing my research five years ago on street preaching, because I had never done this before, on the street, uh, I heard a lot of hatred coming out of street preachers' mouth. Yeah. And I said, wow. I said, wow. I mean, I was shocked. Because I, I'd never seen a street preacher. All I knew was preachers in church pulpits. You know? And uh, that really took me back. Because I don't remember any preacher in a church ever preaching with hatred coming out of his heart. Saying the right words, but I have a prophetic gift. Uh, the Holy Ghost has me in that office of prophet, and I can see what's in people's words. I can see what's in their heart. And I've never seen a pastor who has hatred for people preaching on the stage. But I've seen street preachers with hatred in their heart saying the same words of repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, but hatred was in their heart. Uh, wow. I, you know, I, I don't follow anybody but two or three people. Yeah, three street preachers that I follow, and all these guys, uh, Kevin, Brian, and, and uh, Gabe, they have love in their heart. They have a full heart of love for souls, and their message is accurate and correct. So I watch them quite often. But I don't watch anybody else. Sorry. If you're not, you know, if you're not in that camp, I just got to keep it small. Okay. Oh, sorry about the wind. We have a storm coming in here later today. And soon it'll be snowing. Another few more weeks we'll have snow. Usually in October. <clears throat> the pride crowd, the Paul cried with a loud voice, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. We're all here. We didn't run away. They could have. They could have. Why didn't they run away? I think God is a just God. I think God kept them all there. Maybe most of them were guilty of crimes that they had to go before the judge. But Paul and Silas didn't commit any crime. That's why they were let go, but nobody else was. Doesn't say all the prisoners were let go. No, they were there because they committed a crime. God is a just God. He's not going to let a criminal go loose. I know that's what's happening in today's world. They let criminals go loose, and that's why there's more crime. What does a criminal do? They commit crime. Duh, you are who you are. The seed you sow is the thing you're going to reap. If you're a criminal, you do crime. If you're a loving, kind person, then you do loving, kind things. Ah, uh, people, are, it's so, people are just crazy in today's world. Verse 29, then he called for a light. The prisoner guard called for a light and sprang in. I think that's interesting. He was so hot to find out what happened. He was earnestly desiring something his heart was moved just like Lydia's heart was open God opened Lydia's heart maybe God opened the prison guards heart 
because he's just doing what he was told to do. That's all. He's just obeying orders. Fall cross, okay. Then he called with a loud, it sprang in and came trembling and fell down. Fall down is to worship the power and authority that Paul and Silas exhibited to all the prisoners was so spectacular that he was literally trembling in his boots, shaking, scared, 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 and fell down because he didn't know who these two guys were because, you know, he didn't know who they were. Sprang and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, here's the famous verse that said this, get this, this is the respect also that he had, this prison guard had for Paul and Silas. Because God opened his heart. You see that because of the next word he used here. The next word was sirs. You don't say sir to a prisoner. You said prison number, prison, uh, prisoner number 177777, whatever the case may be. But here he said sir, sir, out of respect, utter deep respect because his heart was opened by God most likely doesn't say it here but we can see the actions of his heart we see the actions of his heart we know people by their fruit you know the tree by its fruit if the true tree is corrupt the fruit is corrupt if the tree is not corrupt then the fruit isn't corrupt it's good fruit good tree good fruit corrupt tree corrupt fruit Real simple, real simple. And guess what? Some trees that were good trees die, die, and their fruit becomes dead. And that tree that was once a good tree now has dead fruit hanging on the tree. I'm thinking about apple trees that I've seen because I was an apple hauler for 25 years, 27 years. Uh, they cut that tree down. And guess what they do? They pile those big apple trees up and they set it ablaze and they burn all those trees because the tree died. It was a good tree. It was a good tree producing good fruit. Paul and Silas were producing good fruit. Good fruit. And the prison guard saw that and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What a humble question. He didn't say, oh, you're so stupid. God is dead. Jesus is a fake. It's all made up. Jesus is a blank, 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 blank. I hear all kinds of trash talk towards God and Jesus out here. Doesn't bother me because that person made a mistake. They shouldn't have said that to me because now I'm standing in the gap for their soul. And I pray that their foundation of their prison is shaken so much that their prison doors are flung open. They have they can fly out of that prison and receive Christ. I pray that their whole life is so shaken that it never is the same ever again, that God shakes them right down to the core of their being. I pray heavy-duty prayers. I don't pray little, oh, dear God, blah, 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 love the people, touch the people. No, I pray heavy-duty prayers. You don't hear much of it because you're not here. But if you're out on the street, you'll hear the type of prayers that Preacher John prays. I don't play around with people's souls. I take it very serious. It's a matter of life and death to me. 
and I'm on the last season, so I'm giving it all I got. My pedal to the metal is all the way down. I'm rolling. And we've got a job to do and a delivery to make. And we're going to make our time. We're going to make our delivery on time, and we're going to get to where we're going. We're going to finish our course. Period. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul and Silas said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That was their answer. How about that? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. All the way through the text. Believe on the Lord. Confess with your mouth. Believe in your heart. You shall be saved, right? So many different churches say, quit smoking first. Quit your drugs. Quit your pornography. Quit your sinning. Turn, all, turn away from all your sin, and then God may save you. It doesn't say that here. It's not Bible. It's not Bible. But if God told you to tell that to somebody, then you better tell that person. You quit smoking. Quit your doing, you know, blah, blah. You know, tell them whatever you need to tell them. Sirs, what must I have to be saved? And they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And they had one more thing in here. I think these next three words are really, I'm gonna move you over. Hang on, I'm gonna move you over in the shade a little bit more. I'm standing inside of this 12, 14 inch pole of the signal light. <laughs> Sorry. So this next three words is a prophetic statement. Because just because you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, it does not mean everybody that you know is automatically going to be saved. That teaching is corrupt and it's a lie. Just because your mom and dad are saved, if, you're, if the children do not confess Jesus Christ and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, they're not going to go to heaven. You can raise them up in the church all you want. You can raise them up in the Bible, but if they've never believed on the Lord, they won't see heaven. If they're not born again, they won't be with you in heaven. You've got to get them to receive salvation through Jesus Christ by faith. However, because you are saved, this is what happens next. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Here's the prophetic words. And thy house. And thy house. They prophesied to the jailer that and your house is going to be saved. Because they already knew in their spirit that they were going to go to the jailer's house and they were going to preach the word of God and God already showed them in their spirit that everyone was going to confess Christ as their savior and be born again and be baptized. They already knew that, otherwise this would have been a lie. But the word of God is not a lie, not the King James. And thy house, and they spake unto him the word of the Lord. So after he, they said that, they gave him some teaching. They spake the word of the Lord to him, you know, and to all their house, so right there. So they went to their house and they talked about the word of God, you know. I don't know what they said, but they said something. They spoke the word of the Lord to all that were in their, his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes. <laughs> kind of funny, you look at this, say, they looks like they they, uh, they tell the jailer what to do, and then the jailer went over, brought them over to the house, preached to my family, would you? Tell them the word of the Lord. And they told them all the word of the Lord, and then, uh, really funny, and uh, then he took them, 
later on that same hour after he was preaching, said, now let's go wash you up. It's like, he, you want to preach first, let's preach the kingdom of God first, and then what you have need of, God will supply. So what did Paul and Silas need at that moment? They needed to have their wounds cleaned up. Yeah, but did they seek first their worldly needs or did they seek first the kingdom of God? They sought first the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God. They preached the word of the Lord with all their stripes, all the blood dried on their back, and uh, they preached the word of the Lord. That was more important. That was more important. See, you get messages like this, Out on the street, this is a very busy street corner. Off and on, gets quiet, gets busy. So you get messages like this when you meditate in the Word of God day and night. You never let leave your mouth. You meditate, you fill your heart with the Word of God. And when you fill your heart with the Word of God, your mind becomes renewed to the Word of God. And then you begin to speak the Word of God everywhere you go. And that's what happens when you begin to minister because the Word of God becomes alive within your spirit. It's really amazing what happens by the Spirit of God. They spake the Word of the Lord, and He took in the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized. Okay? So while they were washing the stripes, they were by the water, and they said, here's water. It's like the eunuch said to Philip. He said, here's water. What, what holds me back from getting baptized? You know, the confession of Christ. The whole household confessed Christ again, and everybody got baptized in water. Baptized. He and all his house straightway. How about that? It's amazing what was going on here. Oh, I kept going too far. <laughs> I got all I carried away here. Let's finish 34. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced believing in God with his whole house. So 34 says this, and when he brought them into the house, so they went to the water, the river or lake or whatever, or a pond, they washed their stripes, everybody got baptized, and after everyone was baptized, everyone was confessing Christ, praising God, singing hymns, I guess, they all came into his house, came into his house, and they set meat before him, they did dinner, let's have dinner now, and they rejoiced, his whole household rejoiced, believing in God with all his house all his house hallelujah thank you Lord for the reading of your word the preaching of your word I thank you Lord that your word goes forth even here in Superior even here on this camera even here in the YouTube network I thank you Lord for blessing me with the YouTube network I thank you Lord that YouTube will keep my channel going because your channel my channel our channel going because we're alert to what the enemy wants to sow and we're not allowing any tares to be sowed into this ministry. We're not allowing the enemy to come into our camp. We have a guard outside the camp protecting our channel, protecting the Word of God, protecting our corner out here today. We thank you, Lord. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So anyone who needs to get saved right now, this is a great time to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Amen? God bless you. I love you very much. Take care.